when it comes to brain health, everybody clams up and, and we call it, you know, we call it mom brain. We have all these cute names for it. Mom right. brain, menopause brain. Later we call it senior moments, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. these aren't cute names. These are serious warning signs. And I think the biggest thing we can do is make sure we're talking about it. Brain changes, don't wait. And you know, don't, let's not make it cute anymore. It's senior moments aren't cute. They're warning signs and they need to be taken seriously. And, and the sooner you act and the sooner you can, you know, take, take note of it and kind of understand your risk, the better. Welcome to Functional Medicine Coaching Moms podcast, where simplifying healthy lifestyle change for moms is the only goal. Today, we are so happy to have Jessica Pierce, a mom to a five-year-old daughter and a Recode 2.0 Redison and Functional Medicine Certified Health Coach. This episode is for you if you have family or friends that have been affected by Alzheimer's disease or cognitive decline, or if you have concerns about your own brain health. Jessica is on a mission to dispel the false notion that disease and decline are part of quote-unquote normal aging. Before becoming a longevity coach, Jessica served 18 years as a senior U.S. Department of Defense leader, including multiple war zone tours supporting U.S. Special Operations Command. Working alongside America's most elite military members, she experienced firsthand what separates exceptional performers from everyone else. Her past and present worlds collided in 2017, when her mother was diagnosed with mild cognitive impairment while caring for her parents, who were in the terminal stages of Omheiser's disease. She soon discovered that she and her mother carried a increased genetic risk for developing Omheiser's. Jessica immersed herself in the latest thinking and research on Alzheimer's disease. Unsatisfied with the answers or lack thereof she found in conventional medicine sources, she eventually found her way home to the world of functional medicine and systems biology. And I just want to mention that at the end, Jessica has a special offer for our listeners. So please be sure to stay tuned. Wow. Thank you for that, um, Jessica. And so Jessica, we think this is such an important topic as middle-aged moms. Um, So many of us have parents, grandparents, or others that we know who have experienced cognitive decline and it is scary and, um, you know, I, I feel like you can feel hopeless and uh, then you start to worry about yourself and you don't want to experience the same issues. Uh, if you can tell us a little bit more about your story and especially because prior to like meeting you, I never even heard <laughs> of the Brenson Recode 2.0 coach. So um, if you can lighten us about that as well, that would be great. Yes. Well, thanks for having me. Um, yes. Yeah, so a, a little bit more into my story was, you know, I, I was doing something completely different. Um, I was serving overseas in another country, just working non-health related stuff at all. And then I knew my grandparents were sick. I didn't get to see them as often as I wanted, but it really kind of threw me for the, a loop when my mom, who was young, she was early 60s, uh, she got sick and it, it was kind of hit her all at once. She really, uh, her cognition just went straight down the tubes. And, you know, I knew what everyone else knew about Alzheimer's, you know, uh, I, I think it's genetic. I don't think there's anything you can do about it. 
Right. I don't know what to do. But this time it was my mom. So I was paying a little bit more attention. And my mom is a born contrarian. So she, and she has a healthcare background. So she started researching and she said, okay, neurologists have no answers for me. They just want to do a spinal tap and send me on my way. And maybe one day there'll be a clinical trial for some new drug. But there's this guy, Dale Bredesen, who has written a book called The End of Alzheimer's. Now there's another one, End of Alzheimer's Program, and he's broken it down using absolute functional medicine systems biology approach into what are the drivers of the disease? Why is is this happening? It's in, you know, so I read the book and I thought, this is fascinating. It's not just, it's not like you just get it one day, like one day you have it, one day you don't, and then you just, you know, (laughs) tidy up the house and then have a slow, a slow fade out into your last like 10 years, which right. is, is kind of what everyone assumes. Uh, and it gave a lot of hope because just like in, you know, what we learned through functional medicine is that when you start peeling back the layers and looking into what's actually causing imbalances and dysfunction, you can correct it. And a lot of it is, is diet and lifestyle. You know, it, it's that's not to say that there's not a genetic component. There is, but as we, I think we like to say in, in functional medicine, you know, the the genetics uh, kind of load the gun, but your diet and lifestyle pull the trigger, and that's true for Alzheimer's too. Wow, so, that's great news. Mm-hmm. So there, there is a lot of hope. Uh, there is a lot that can be done. There's a huge tool chest, and the the thing that I want everyone to take away though is that the sooner you get started, the better. So this is one of those diseases that kind of like waiting and not talking about it does not, does not lead to better outcomes. Wow. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's fascinating that there, and it's so hopeful that there are things that we can do, but like what age would you consider us starting to take a look at this? (laughs) Birth. Okay. No, I, I joke, but, but truly like it, you know, the things that you do to prevent Alzheimer's are the same things that you do to prevent diabetes, to prevent, you know, to really avoid all of these chronic diseases. You know, our, our modern healthcare system is amazing. If you have an illness, a sickness, a something acute that, you know, you are in an accident, uh, but they don't spend a lot of time talking about how to create health rather than just treat disease. Right. And there's really no age that's too young to start creating health. So I feed my daughter the same Bredesen diet that I'm on. She doesn't always cooperate, but I try. Um, you know, mm-hmm. she's five. So what can you do? Sometimes you got to just accept the chicken nuggets. <laughs> exactly. We agree with that. Yeah. It's not an all or nothing mindset. There is no such thing as perfection on this yes. on this program or any program you try to impose on your toddler or five year old, but I would say honestly the 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 pathology begins the changes in your brain begin around ten twenty even thirty years before an official diagnosis, and lifestyle genetics can play a role in how far out you start you can start to see brain changes in, in scans or other, other testing. So my, my general rule of thumb is at least by 40, at least by okay. age 40, everyone should start to 
request maybe a little bit more extensive lab testing. A lot of these are, um, a lot of things are kind of standard, but more extensive panels that we would get from our primary care. Uh, like for example, then, what type of testing, what, what type of expansion well, would you request? There, there are a lot of, um, there are a lot of functional tests that I, th I think we know that are not covered by insurance, but even just getting full thyroid panel, uh, you know, not, not just the TSH, but the full, the full picture of your thyroid getting, uh, especially for women, getting a hormone, you know, full hormone test, you know, as you approach menopause and, and into menopause there, it's really helpful to also know not just kind of total cholesterol, HDL, LDL, but particle size and density oxidation. You want to know your inflammatory status. Uh, so things like uh, you want to know your, your glucose metabolism. So hemoglobin A1C, your fasting insulin, fasting glucose, the um, homocysteine is kind of a measure of inflammation and what, um, uh, and, and methylation. So kind of that gene expression. And wow. um, yeah, those are, they're, there's another one that I'm blanking on right now. That's that measure of, of inflammation as well. But um, okay. Anyway, and these are things that are part part of the Bredesen protocol. Is that are these things that you would these recommend? are these are some of the common markers that uh, Bredesen practitioners like to look at when they're trying to figure out what your risk level is. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's this misconception that Alzheimer's is like is one thing. It's amyloid plaque in the brain. But Bredesen has identified that there are really six subtypes. So you could have a toxic profile. You could have been exposed to, you know, mold uh, as, a, as a kid or currently. You could have that, that decline that often comes with the loss of estrogen, the drop in estrogen at menopause. You can have an inflammatory profile. Uh, so people who uh, have that increased genetic factor tend to have a more inflammatory response. So knowing kind of what, how, how your biology is unique really helps identify where to start because the Bredesen protocol isn't one thing. It's just a precision approach. Um, so it's, mm -hmm. it's been really interesting to, to realize that just like in functional medicine, where you're kind of backing out of any, any chronic illness, at the end of the day, you're looking for imbalances. And when the body gets the inputs that it needs, it really can heal itself quite well. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, just to, to kind of land the plane and answer your question, <laughs> the really, if you start to start to get an, an idea of a baseline as you know, in your forties, that's great. Yeah. But if you mm -hmm. can't, the earlier you start, the better, if you're already in your, you know, your fifties, sixties or seventies, that that's not a reason to just kind of throw up your hands, right? Go ahead. And, you know, you can, you can hit the low hanging fruit and implement yes. the diet and lifestyle mm -hmm. changes in the, uh, that are part of really most functional medicine approaches. And you can pursue for, you know, more detailed testing to, you know, if you notice something in particular, uh, it's never, it's never too late. As long as you are alive, it is not too late to do something. Mm -hmm. 
exactly start where you are basically start yes where yeah and that, and that is so hopeful because i feel like this is such a an area where there's just so much there's not a lot of hope like when you right especially when you know you have a loved one it's very difficult to watch them go through this and and so could you share a little bit about your mom and like how she was yeah. having these early signs and what happened so my mom well we didn't know first of all we didn't know that she had she and I both have the genetic risk factor um, when she started to get sick, but she was recently married and had moved into a new house, um, not a new house, but her, her husband's house. And she just all of a sudden started to just have really difficulty organizing. She just seemed fatigued and tired, almost depressed. And she just changed overnight and it just wasn't the same personality. And it wasn't really like she didn't have, she didn't have a memory problem, but it was, it was just the brain not functioning quite right. So she, mm -hmm. she found this book. She knew she had a, probably had a risk because of my grandparents. And she began looking for a Bredesen doctor in her area, drove, I think eight hours because <laughs> there wasn't a close one, Wow, yeah. drove eight hours to meet with this doctor in Savannah, Georgia. And they did I don't know how many dozens of vials of, of blood testing and every test under the sun. And it turned out that she was extremely mold toxic. The new house that she had moved into was full of mold. It had a massive, massive mold problem. So they went wow. through, you know, and, and unfortunately mold is a mold's a tough one and it affects, they, they estimate nearly 50% of, of households uh, or buildings in America have some mold problem and a, a percentage of us, so I think it's around 24% of us have a unique sensitivity to mold. And when you're sensitive to mold, it activates your entire immune system and it, it wears you down. So the chronic activation of the immune system is one of these risk factors for Alzheimer's. And one of so that was the main finding was that she was off the charts with mold. She also had an inflammatory profile. So what that means is that the when you have APOE4, one copy um, or two, your body naturally reacts uh, with a, a very strong immune response. So when she was exposed to this mold, her body went, you know, um, hard, <laughs> hard in the paint to, to try wow. to combat it. And that was wearing down her her her, her brain as well. So her whole body, but especially her neurons. So the two together, uh, they, they essentially said, you know, you're type one, which is the inflammatory and, and, um, the intoxic. So five years of anti-inflammatory diet, supplementation, uh, exercise, uh, some, some serious detoxification protocols. She is testing, um, uh, the, the MOCA is kind of a standard cognition test, the Montreal assessment of um, cognitive, the Montreal cognitive assessment. And she is back up 30 out of 30. No, no markers, uh, no current markers of, of Alzheimer's. She's perfectly capable wow. in every way. That's, that's amazing. amazing. Like amazing. seriously amazing. Yes. Wow. And, and, Usually when you, they say you've got MCI, they, they tell most doctors will say, we're going to watch it. 
um, just watch it. You know, get some exercise, eat healthy. We're just going to keep an eye on it. And what that means, if anyone ever tells you that, that means we don't know how to help you. Uh, or that means the other answer is that you don't yet meet the threshold for a clinical diagnosis. Uh, so I can't enroll you in any trials. Yeah. Cause you yeah. wait, they wait until the problem is there and then they treat it because they're treating the problem. Right. Or in the case of Alzheimer's, they don't treat it. Right. They just wait until it's there so they can name it. Right. And, and, you know, add you to their list of, of trials or you know, whatever it is. But, right. you know, the, the thing is, is that fun, um, the conventional, conventional neurology and conventional medicine is, is really out of answers. There are a number of drugs on a couple of drugs, not many on the market that target the amyloid buildup, which is what everyone associates mm -hmm. with Alzheimer's. Right. But as, as Bredesen and colleagues say, you know, the amyloid is an indicator, like it, that's the response to inflammation. That's the response to toxicity. That's re the response to other things. It's not, it's, it's like saying, you know, I've got a check engine light on my car, so I'm going to fix my engine by disconnecting the light. Like it doesn't, that's not how it works. Yes, so, sure. so yes. you know, these drugs that remove the amyloid aside from the risks that they carry don't improve, don't really improve cognition. And at yeah. the same time, there are, there are many, many cases where, you know, they do an autopsy at death and someone will have lived well into their nineties, perfectly fine, brain full of amyloid. What mm. makes the difference? Sure. Right. And, and a lot of what makes the difference is that cognitive reserve, you know, as people get older and they become sedentary and they disengage those, you know, your brain is constantly rewiring. So mm. when you stop doing things, it is still rewiring. It's just that those circuits are becoming fewer and fewer because you're not using as many. You right. spend your entire life engaged in your community, socially engaged, supportive family, doing hobbies, moving your body, you know, learning things. You know, there, there are a million different ways you can skin that cat, but just an active, um, an, an active aging process you have more circuits to fall back on. So yes. when mm -hmm. that amyloid comes into our brains, which, you know, it's, it's not uncommon, your brain, the, the, the active brain, the engaged, the engaged brain is able to, to withstand the insults a lot longer. So it's really, yeah. it's, it's fascinating. That is fascinating. Yeah. That you're, that you're able to, you know, just by your lifestyle, living an engaged life, not just falling into those patterns of when people get older and they kind of disconnect that yeah. that's when things start to fall apart really for the brain. That's really mm -hmm. interesting. Um, so just being mindful of our time, cause we're getting to close to the end. Um, I just was wondering if there's anything you'd like to add about, um, and, and simple things perhaps that our moms yeah. could think about doing now. Cause you know, if we're in our forties or fifties, what could we be doing to, to kind of yeah. take care of our brain health? You know, I think there are two, there, there are kind of two directions. One's like the kind of the tangible, the now, um, so I'll start there. I, you know, the biggest thing is, is reducing sugar and starch, sugar and starch. Well, create every metabolic problem under the sun. And at the end of the day, when your brain is able to use both fat and glucose for fuel, it can, it can continue to function properly, even if there are, you know, kind of metabolic challenges later in life and, 
and, and glucose metabolism is, is a big one that contributes to Alzheimer's. So reducing those carbs and sugar, increasing non-starchy vegetables and, um, and healthy fat is a big one. But more than that, I think sleep is, is kind of the underappreciated uh, miracle drug, to be honest. Wow. You know, as, as we age about, they, they say around 60% of Alzheimer's patients also have a clinical sleep disorder, and that tends to precede a diagnosis by several years, five or six years. So taking care of our sleep, which, you know, you, that, that deep sleep that happens in the first half of the night tends to uh, decline as we age. Okay. So the things you can do to increase deep sleep. Turn the lights down after sunset. You've got to regulate those circadian rhythms. So don't stare at bright screens. Don't have like really bright lights going on at night. Just turn those lights down. Get out in the sunshine in the morning. Make sure your, your brain knows what daylight and nighttime is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And turn the temperature down. That made Those yeah. two things made the biggest difference in my, I, I track out on my aura ring. Cooler temperature, lower lights. Um, mm -hmm. And then the... There, there are dozens of things, but the other big thing I think that we as, as women and moms have in our corner is that we spend, you know, at, we spend a lot of time talking to each other and sharing about what's going on with us, with our kids, challenges, and that is a superpower that we don't use enough. When it comes to brain health, everybody clams up and, and we call it, you know, we call it mom brain. We have all these cute names for it. Mom right. brain, menopause brain. Later, we call it senior moments. Mm -hmm. but mm. these aren't cute names. These are serious warning signs. And I think the biggest thing we can do is make sure we're talking about it. Brain changes. Don't wait. And, you know, don't, let's not make it cute anymore. It's senior mm -hmm. moments aren't cute. They're warning signs and they need to be taken seriously. And, and the sooner you act and the sooner you can, you know, take, take note of it and kind of understand your risk the better, you know, the, the, the outcomes when you have all the way up to a formal diagnosis, either no symptoms, mild symptoms, there is so much hope and so much that can be done. Um, but waiting, waiting is, is the worst thing you can do. So we have, we have this in our corner because we like to talk the guys, it's hard to get them to talk, but, but we already do it. So we just need to include the brain health in with it. Yeah. And taking and being proactive like your mom and, and what yeah. an amazing outcome she had. And she's like the proof in the pudding. She is. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, This Jessica. has been so helpful. And I just want to say, as I mentioned earlier, Jessica is offering a $200 discount off her eight week group coaching program. That's beginning mm -hmm. July 6th. Yes. So all you have to do is DM the code word FMCM that stands for functional medicine coaching moms. You can DM FMCM to her at Brain Coach Jess on Instagram or Facebook. And you can also visit Jessica's website, www.encodewellness.com, for more information on her programs. So we so appreciate all of this. And we learned a lot, I think, about um, things that we can do now, which is so yeah. exciting and empowering. Because I think even when you say the word senior moment, I mean, that's just accepted as part of aging or something. And right. now we're learning it's not. It's not okay. <laughs> so yes. So we really mm -hmm. appreciate all this today. And we're so glad you were a guest. Yeah. Thank I'm you, Jessica. so happy. To, yeah. I'm so happy to be here and have the chance to, to, to spread the hope a little bit. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I learned so much. And I, I'm just really looking forward to 
you know, ho- hopefully having you on again down the road. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we could. I would more. love that. Um, and awesome. thanks for all that you're doing to, to get this, these messages out there to everyone. Take care, everybody. The information provided in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purpose of diagnosing, curing, treating, or preventing any disease. We are functional medicine certified health coaches and not licensed medical professionals. The opinions and advice of guests are their own and also not considered to be medical advice. Always consult with a healthcare professional when making any healthy lifestyle changes. We would love to hear from our mom community. Any wellness topics that are high on your list, please DM us at Functional Medicine Coaching Moms. We can also be reached via email at info at functionalmedicinecoachingmoms.com. You can find Functional Medicine Coaching Moms podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button.